Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hello, Sky's the Limit listeners. Welcome back to another week, another Tuesday, or whatever day you prefer to listen, of my fun, food-filled podcast. I feel like it's been a minute since we've had a one-on-one, so I'm really happy to have this time of us to just talk and me to get out some talkative energy about food. I have a lot of topics for you today of just things that have been running in my head and in my notes app of what I've been eating, what's on my mind in the world of food, what's going on, and I mean, it's about time I share. We've had such amazing guests, and I have so many really cool guests to come. I have some that I'm interviewing in the next few days that I'm hopeful that y'all are going to like because when they said yes, I was like, wow, this is this is going to be a good one. So just like stay tuned. We're going to have some awesome guests and updates in the next couple of weeks. And if you're not already, you can just, I guess, subscribe, follow, whatever you do on whatever platform you listen to to hear Sky's the Limit. That's just a little admin for you. Just press that like, follow, subscribe, whatever you're supposed to say. But um, but yeah, like having a little time just to be one-on-one and say hello, give a couple thoughts of what's been going on in my life. I have been addicted to the Great British Bake Off recently in a very random turn of events. I don't really – no, actually, I do know how I got started. I started watching it, and it was like the offshoot of an offshoot version, like – the great, I think, American Bake Off holiday edition where Heather McMahon was on that episode on the Roku channel, which also, side note, Roku channel is where you can find Foodie Road Trip. Foodie Road Trip is my show that explores uh, Georgia in season one, and we go and eat and tell you what's great about these towns. So anyways, that's my little side note tangent that Foodie Road Trip is on Roku, so I was like, yeah, I'll support Roku. I'll support Heather McMahon, and I'll watch this. Actually, it was a third tangent on there. It was Great American Bake Off Holiday Edition Celebrity Edition. So it was like, okay, anyways. So I started watching that on Roku, wanted to support one of my great channels, and after I started that episode, I got hooked. Then I started watching all of the holiday Great British Bake Off and started watching them to go to sleep. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. I really had hesitated ever watching it because I don't love having every food show being a competition. And I don't like that energy and that stress. And that's not a relaxing watch before you go to bed or just to end your night. So I I kind of was like, eh. I hear that the people are nice to each other, but that sounds boring. But then there's competition. That's not really a desirable thing that I'm looking for in a show. I, I, I'll i pass. But I got started and I can't stop. Let's just say I think there were seven seasons of the Great British Bake Off Holiday Edition. <laughs> and I watched them all. And now I'm on to the actual show that's the com- competition series. But it doesn't feel like that standard format of a competition food show that we see all the time it's it's cool I learn things I like the way that they describe different cakes they call it a sponge they uh, say um they just have a lot of interesting terminology I've started picking up on the term silky and saying that a lot and I don't know I just 
a very fun, watchable show. And most, or not most of the seasons, but a lot of the seasons are on Netflix. So highly recommend if you just need something that feels light and bright and you also are getting tidbits of knowledge and you might get a little hungry, but it's more of just a creative expression that you're seeing from people. It's inspiring. It's really cool. So I highly recommend that. That's kind of what's been on my mind recently and what I've been doing. I've also been filling my time with all things Oscar nominees and Academy Awards and making sure I watch all the movies before the big show because that's coming out in a couple of weeks. I don't know if y'all do this, but it's just way more fun to watch an award show when you've watched all of the movies in question that are being nominated. And it feels like you have a stake in the game. You don't want to – well – A lot of people don't want to watch the Super Bowl without watching one game of NFL the entire year because you're kind of missing out. Or better example, you're not going to watch the college football national championship if you haven't watched one football game throughout the year. You're just, it's not as interesting. You want to have some skin in the game. You want to have an opinion or have something to talk about besides just the snacks. Because in that environment, there is something that's ahead of the snacks. Um, But the Academy Awards is a good time to have a nice cheese board. I will say that. But anyway, so I've been watching all the Oscar and Best Picture nominees. And I started watching them, you know, last year when they came out and came in theaters. Obviously, like, saw Barbie in theaters. And um, I've seen all of them. But I have three left on my list that I need to watch before the Academy Awards. I need to watch Killers of Flower Moon which I've been intimidated by because of the length of the movie over three and a half hours. I, I, it's just, there's a threshold for me that's, I'm going to break it up into two or three parts. So that's one that I have left. I still need to watch that past lives, which is on Hulu and I need to watch maestro, which I just don't really have any interest in it right now, but I'm going to get through because I want opinions on everything. And Thus far, I think my opinions have been a little bit different than the masses. So I'm actually like not next week, but the no, actually next week, um, we're going to have a little conversation about movies and Oscars. So if you are like me and you like to watch all of the best pictures before the Academy Awards happen, This will be the episode for you. And if you don't and you're just interested in watching the Oscars and having that really good cheese board or snack platter or some sort of get together with people or just for yourself, then next week's episode will be a really good um, like kind of spark notes of what's happening in the Oscars so that you can be caught up and have some knowledge going into it. So you're not just going in blind to the Academy Awards. So... That's pretty much what I've been up to is just like consuming a lot more content. You know, it's not enough that I work in social media and I'm interacting a lot on Instagram and I get down the TikTok rabbit holes a lot too, but I'm also just filling my time with Oscar movies and Great British Bake Off, but I don't know. It makes life fun to have those things to look forward to, especially when it's the winter months. But luckily, I do see spring blooming ahead, and I am so ready to have sunshine more regularly. And I know that people say that weather is such a boring conversation, but 
it's not when it's going in the right direction. Like, guys, you've made it through the winter. Applause to you. I'm applauding myself right now. Winter is not my favorite season for a lot of reasons because I have to rely on my screen to be my entertainment because I can't go outside because it's just too cold. Anything under 50 degrees is just too much for me. So, like, we're we're moving forward into the months of sunshine <laughs> and sun after 6 p.m. Like, just not having darkness right after work will do wonders for our mental health. I'm so excited. Anyways, I digress because we have cool food stories to talk about today. I'm going to walk y'all through five stories in food news and then my dining diaries. We did this I think in our last episode together, but like I said, it's been a minute since I've had a solo and just been able to get my thoughts out with y'all. So, um, you know, if you've been listening and you do like this format, let me know. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, whatever, you can also let me know. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Let's start out with five stories in food news. First story I have written down is sweet tomatoes reopening in Arizona. I know that I am nowhere near Arizona recording this podcast in Atlanta, Georgia, but I might just be planning a trip to Arizona to have another meal at Sweet Tomatoes. I don't know about you. I grew up on Sweet Tomatoes. It was a Sunday night staple in my life. I had locations. Well, I would go to the location at Perimeter and the one at North Point because I grew up closer to North Point, but my family and my cousins would all meet at the perimeter one and we would go to dinner just like any fun suburban family would. You just meet at Sweet Tomatoes on a Sunday and end up seeing so many people. And I just, I truly wish that I had a counter of how many hours I spent in Sweet Tomatoes growing up. (laughs) Because if you don't know, Sweet Tomatoes you ha- I, if you don't know, like, come on, you do know. Sweet Tomatoes is a buffet of champions. Sweet Tomatoes is <laughs> is something that I still have dreams about. It just defined my childhood in so many ways. It was the most epic salad bar, pasta bar, bread bar. Uh, what was on the other side? I'm visualizing it in my head as you go, you'd go through, go through the salad bar. They'd have like some pre-made salads, every single salad topping that you could ever think of to add on. And then like really good wontons and crunchies at the end. And then you would walk in. I would like pile my plate high with that. Then go over, oh, the soup section. Duh. Who am I kidding? Obviously sweet tomatoes had the soup section. So you got your soup section. You've got your bread section where they had a really, I mean, you got used to the flavors of some of their dishes. It wasn't like the best flavors on earth, but but the pizza, you know, it was 
It was sweet tomatoes. It was their unique version of what they thought pizza was. That and their focaccia, again, their own version. If you brought that to Italy, they would probably throw it out the window. But you got used to it, and that was what defined your sweet tomatoes experience. And then the pasta section, you could either pick one of their signature pastas that they made like in bulk that was sitting on like a kind of heated wok for you. Or what I would do is I would tell the person behind the pasta counter, hey, I would really like a spaghetti with uh, Alfredo sauce and some extra Parmesan cheese and add some spinach into it. You could bring your salad bar toppings to the pasta station and have a custom pasta made. Like the fact that that has not existed in this moment via sweet tomatoes is just, it's a travesty. And then obviously the soft serve. The soft serve, you know, oh, it was just so great. With the, um, I would always get a swirl. I always had to get rainbow sprinkles. And the best thing ever that you had as a topping were their crumbled homemade chocolate chip cookies. Now, do I think that they were making these cookies from scratch? I have no idea. I did not work in the back. But I'm going to pretend because those cookies were phenomenal and they would also have them in baskets that were warm on your way out. And yeah, those cookies. Mm, I, I just So anyways, I think I'm going to book a trip to Arizona and I think I'm going <laughs> to have another Sweet Tomatoes experience. Just go to Arizona, eat there three times a day and document everything. <laughs> And make my brother meet up with me because we both just have a fascination, love, and nostalgia for Sweet Tomatoes. So if you are also interested in going to Sweet Tomatoes' newest location, they're having their comeback under new ownership in Arizona. So they'll be opening, I think, in Tucson. Let's see. It will be in Tucson in early March. Like, it's coming. It's happening. And it's going to have new colors and a new look but the menu will be the same so i don't i hope they don't change the inside too much as long as they have that same fun logo on the outside really big bold neon letters then we're good to go um but yeah i i just i found that to be pretty relevant in the food news national headlines for today because who doesn't have a, a nostalgic memory and just so many experiences at Sweet Tomatoes. And if you don't, like, I'm really sorry, but I hope you had another place that gave you that experience because Sweet Tomatoes is just pure joy. And those trays, it, I, it just, I feel like I would go back in to that location and just feel like I was in another room of my house <laughs> because I was there so frequently. Just hilarious. And I know I'm thinking of like, 10 other little details of the restaurant of like when the trays would be kind of warm because there were so many people going in and out that they had them fresh off the wash and oh gosh oh by the way there was a fruit and cottage cheese section but I never made my way over to that no thank you there were too many other things that I needed to pile on my plate oh and one of them being the chocolate lava cake that in the big cake pan Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering. Okay, so if you can't tell, I'm excited about that one. That was story number one, sweet tomatoes. Story number two, I am almost hesitant to bring this up, but it's the story of chopped bagels. Have y'all been seeing this everywhere? Because I have on my TikTok, on my Instagram, 
on people just DMing this to me. But chopped bagels is a new trend where people are chopping up all of the ingredients that would be like in a bagel and lox sandwich. So your cream cheese, a red onion, capers, tomato, and lox. Chopping it up really finely and then putting that as the inside of your cut bagel. Okay, why? Why though? I I guess I can kind of understand the motive of your toppings won't fall off if you eat it open-faced instead of a sandwich. That's the only thing that I can think as a benefit, but I'm really just kind of grossed out by it. It does not look pretty. It looks very, it looks like it's already been chewed. Like the chewing's being done for you when they're chopping it up. And then it's, I don't know. I can't get past it because they're putting all of those ingredients, just smushing it onto your bagel. And there's nothing aesthetic about it. It probably makes weird noise when you eat it. And it just, it just makes me feel uncomfortable about it. I don't know why this chopped sandwich and bagel trend is something that people are drawing towards and really getting excited about. I've seen a lot of the chopped sandwiches happening in like New York and New Jersey where you go to a sandwich place and instead of them just layering your ingredients like they typically would, they're chopping it to oblivion and then just mixing this mush mix into your sandwich. And my thoughts around it are just like, there, what's the necessity of that? You're already biting into bread. Obviously, you have your teeth to be able to chew. So that's number one. If you have teeth, I, I don't understand why this is like important for them to chop it up so you don't have to chew it as much. And then number two, it's like, okay, if you're layering a sandwich or you're layering the toppings of a bagel, then you get all of the different ingredients in your bite anyways. So why does that make it any better? I don't know any other pros to offer for a chopped bagel or a chopped sandwich. If you're really into this, please let me know why. I'm not judging you. It's just not my choice of how I'm going to enjoy my bagel sandwich. If I'm eating a bagel sandwich, I'm going to eat it open-faced because I'm not sure if I've ever expressed this and I probably shouldn't, but I had an injury (laughs) where... I've had two injuries from eating overstuffed sandwiches. One in Italy, uh, like I guess almost two years ago, I ate a sandwich with really crusty bread and it was huge and my jaw popped out. That wasn't great. And then while that was still healing, I got a bagel sandwich and ate it with, you know, both halves together and uh, didn't feel great. Might have made a big snapping sound at the bagel shop. So When I order my bagels now, they're always open-faced. If I'm doing, um, like with lox and stuff, it would just be that cream cheese, red onion, capers, tomato, lox, and open-faced. But um, let me tell you, I'm not ordering a chopped bagel. And I also think in the world of food service, having that extra step toward every sandwich, you're already having to compose all the ingredients, and then you also have to chop it up. It's just going to lag your line time and... It just looks gross. Like, I thought everything was supposed to look pretty and aesthetic and Instagrammable. What are we doing, people? Just keep chewing, please. Okay. Thank you. That's my rant. Again, no judgment if you're doing it. I just really would like to know why. Story number three. This is a big one. 
Taco Bell has partnered with Salt and Straw to make an ice cream chocolate taco. So the Choco Taco is officially back. It's not the same brand. It's not Klondike's Choco Taco that we all grew up eating. But it's actually like a highbrow version. Taco Bell and Salt and Straw. I haven't been to Taco Bell in years, admittedly. I just admitted it right now. But I will go back to Taco Bell for this because I, I've i heard and followed Salt and Straw for years and years and just known it as a West Coast, high-level, delicious, um, really like thoughtfully sourced ingredients, ice cream, creative. And now using that and bringing that audience to Taco Bell and making the ice cream like I don't know. I think it's brilliant marketing. I love seeing these collaborations of different food brands and how it brings in different audiences and shows brands in a different light. But also, this just sounds freaking good. It's going to launch this summer, so it's not happening as quickly as the Sweet Tomatoes Arizona (laughs) store. But um, it's going to be like that same waffle cone, cinnamon, Oh, wow. Okay. It's going to be waffle cone, cinnamon ancho ice cream dipped in chocolate topped with toasted brown rice. Wow. So the old Choco Taco used to be just your standard waffle cone folded with vanilla ice cream dipped in chocolate. And I I mean, I have a lot of memories around a Choco Taco, but I do not remember it having any sort of topping on it. And the thing with the Choco Taco is... That was like, it just reminds me of sleepaway camp and it reminds me of like that was the dessert, that was it. You always want like choco taco, like taco night at camp and then ending your meal with a choco taco as our dessert was the best night. That was the food we all wanted. It was so exciting. If you could sneak a second choco taco, life was good. So the fact that we can just go and get this, like again, is so exciting. But I will say that this evolving into something that's more elevated and cool and like, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the pronunciation queen. So cinnamon ancho ice cream, um, like that's, that's a step above vanilla, I think for this. I think, I think, I think everybody would agree. And I think that like, I'm hoping that they would be able to find a way for that waffle cone to actually stay fresh and crisp because my trouble and struggle with the old-fashioned Klondike Choco Taco is that when you get to certain parts parts of that um, taco, it would be a little bit like the, the moisture of the ice cream had stepped in and it had that moisture and humidity that had made it not have the crisp and crunchy part and I really like a crisp and crunchy waffle cone. So I hope they can keep that up and evolve that in this new ice cream chocolate taco. Oh, and they also might call it a chocolate taco late. No, please no. That That is what they're saying. I, I don't. No, thank you. But I just think this is going to be super cool. I'm counting down. I'm obviously just counting down for summer in general because I want sunshine and all the things. But this is going to be counting down to my first taste of salt and straw and my first taste of Taco Bell in I don't know how long. So I think this is awesome. And it's something to just go ahead and mark it on your calendar as something to look forward to. We all need something to look forward to at this point in the year. So that was story number three. We're going on to 
story number four. Wawa is coming to Georgia. All right, so if you're listening to this in your car or on your walk, do you know what Wawa is? Have you seen it? Like, if you're on TikTok, there's a bigger chance that you've seen or heard of Wawa than if you're not. Or if you've just been in the Northeast. I don't know. I'm just giving my opinions and we're just having this conversation. But Wawa is coming to the pooler area of Georgia, which is on my drive to my parents' house out down at Tybee Island. And Pooler, I mean, Pooler's, it's cooler in Pooler. Pooler also is home to the largest, uh, I think it's, let me look this up actually, so I do not say it wrong, but Pooler's got a lot going on. Pooler movie screen. Pooler has the largest IMAX in the world, I believe. They, yes, record-breaking IMAX screen with a height of 76 feet, 2 inches, and a width of 101 feet. Wow. I don't even know what that looks like in my eyes. But anyways, that it's literally the biggest IMAX screen in the world exists in Pooler, and now Wawa is coming to Pooler. And Pooler, I believe, has a Costco. Like, Pooler, what's going on? Because I'm really, <laughs> I'm really needing a Pooler trip. It's cooler and polar. And um, yeah, so Wawa is a convenience slash grocery store. And it's it might start opening more locations in Georgia depending on that success of that location. And Wawa is like known for cool like grab-and-go things. They have breakfast burritos and quesadillas and breakfast hoagies and bowls and bagels. They even have avocado toast, bagel sandwiches. Oh, they have biscuit sandwiches, even though they're from the Northeast. That's exciting. They have lots of good things on their menu. They also have um, lunch and dinner, baked goods, snacks. I, I just, my like favorite thing to do when I travel and, you know, when I travel to the lovely town of Pooler, but or anywhere in the world, is to see their local grocery stores and see the differences between those local grocery stores and what I'm used to in my local grocery stores, I do that wherever I go around the world or within the country because I just, I find it fascinating. I could just spend all day in a grocery store looking at different kinds of cookies and crackers and like what kind of stuff is stocking the shelves of these stores. So you better believe when Wawa officially opens their doors to Pooler, I will be there and I am going to Wawa and I'm going to look at every brand name of Wawa item that they have on their shelves and their deli and everything. And I'm going to get myself a hoagie because they are known for their hoagies. And I just, I think that would be great. Um, they also have, they have salads, specialty sandwiches, grab and go wraps, pizza. I'm here for it. Let's go. Pooler trip. Can't wait. Just thought you needed to know that for story number four. And now for story number five, I am going to talk about the Too Good To Go app. This is something that I heard of maybe about a year ago. And then I've seen more and more of it. So this app, Too Good To Go, is a way for food waste in restaurants to be mitigated and helped. And I knew like in New York they were doing this where restaurants at the end of the day, it's at the closing shift. There's like 
30 minutes left at a restaurant and they know that X amount of food, they're going to have to throw it out. They cannot serve it the next day. It's still good for that day, but they cannot serve it the next day. So they pretty much put it on this app as a sale and you get food at a really, really low price from restaurants that you love and you just go pick it up at a certain time um, with this app. And I was just like, wait, that's actually so cool. And I did not realize it was in Atlanta. And I saw someone on TikTok posted a video of them doing a too good to go order from this Michelin starred bakery in LA. And they picked up these gorgeous pastries that, you know, in a nice pastry shop, you're not going to sell a day old pastry because it doesn't taste the same. There's been humidity around it. The lamination is still pretty, but it could be affected by sitting out for an entire day. And I, I think that's so cool. So she picked it up and showed what she got. And I think she got this box for like 10 or $15. It would typically be 50 plus dollars. And I just, I have not downloaded this app. I will say that as a disclaimer, but I've had a note that I need to download the app and then get my food um, and try it a couple times in Atlanta because it's, it's just cool. I think that it's so important that we're finding new ways to combat food waste and make consumers be a part of that, um, like desire to do that, like making things easy and desirable. Like obviously if I am able to get really nice food from restaurants that I've been wanting to go to at a low price and also be saving the planet and combat food waste and make sure that, um, you know, that people <laughs> that I forgot where I was going with that one. Sorry about that. But you know what I mean? Like if you're going to be combating food waste and you are saving money on great food, what could be freaking better? Like hopefully the food still tastes good. I think it will, but I will test it myself and let you know. But I, I think that's really, really commendable. And they're a certified B Corp too, which is awesome. And I hope that this keeps expanding in Atlanta because it should keep expanding everywhere or some sort of use for the food waste. Because I think about that all the time. It's Food waste stays top of mind all the time. I'm very um, first in, first out sort of mindset with my refrigerator and my pantry items too of I'm always conscientious of what I am purchasing and how much time I have to consume those items so that it doesn't go to waste because there is so much waste in this country and um, that's really not acceptable. Like it's just not. And so as individuals, I do believe that we have a responsibility in finding our ways to combat that and I'm glad that this is a system that can be put in place that can incentivize people to be a part of that solution. And I hope also it's allowing people to try new restaurants that they haven't been able to try and that those restaurants and businesses, you know, they were going to get $0 for this food. They were going to have to throw it out and make no money back. Now they have a way to make that money back too. So it's another like stream of – um maybe like breaking even or making a little bit of money on the products that they originally were going to have to just, you know, go in the red about. So I think that's really cool. And if anybody has experience with this app, I would love to hear about what you'd have to say. But um, I'm going to try it out. And I just think like, let's all download it too good to go and see if we have anything good to come out of it. 
And what's the harm, you know? Just getting, like, a good deal on a good restaurant. And, like, let's be honest for a second. Going out to eat in this day and age is so expensive. I've had so many conversations recently with people that, you know, I was getting my hair cut the other day or I was on a walk with a friend or I'm talking to a colleague. Like, everyone's like, I feel a little bit stretched because going out to eat is not the same price point that it used to be. And I believe we should all be supporting small local businesses and tipping generously and all of those things. But the reality is we can't do that all the time. Um, We just, we can't, you know, if you're making the same salary you were making a few years ago and you're spending the same amount that you're, you used to spend, um, it's, it's not the same. And I think you're probably picking up what I'm putting down, but I think having the opportunity to try restaurants at a different price and a different price point is like, it's, it's making restaurants more accessible to people, which I think is really important in this moment because it's, um, it's, it's not cheap to go out to eat, but I do believe that we should be going out to eat and supporting, be very intentional about where you're spending your dining dollars so that that makes sense for you. And, um, yeah, and not like throwing away on meals that you're like, Ugh, I don't know about that. And if you need recommendations or if you're like, hey, I, I'm about to do a big spin dinner, where should I go? Or I'm thinking between this place and this place, feel free to DM me or reach out to me about that. I'm happy to like help you with that decision because I, um, I will never diss a restaurant publicly, but (laughs) you know, like I want to support only the best restaurants. So I'm only going to like respond to you with the places that I think are the best because, um, there, there have been some experiences that I've had in like the past year or so where I've gone out to eat and spent way more money than I, I really thought that it would end up being. And it was also not a favorable meal. So I don't want y'all to be in that same position either because it's just like, it's not, it's not great, but, um, not to sound like negative at all. Okay. Anyways, sorry for the tangent. That is the end of our five stories and food news segment. So now on to our fun finale of this episode, we're going to get into dining diaries. So this is what I've been eating what I want to eat, and just like notable food eats and stories around that. So um, let's start out with some of the places that I've been recently. One of the places that I have also posted recently is Bronx Bagel Buggy in Chambly. This has been a pop-up and popping up at farmer's markets for years, and now they have a brick and mortar in a really cute part of Chambly. And the decor is done to a T. It is so cute in there. And I went and I took my grandma shout out to Grammy. And, um, we went and we're like, yeah, let's have some bagels together and have a little nice deli lunch together. So, um, I had an everything bagel with egg and cheese. She had a sesame bagel with, I believe veggie cream cheese. Mm, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Veggie cream cheese. Yes, yes, yes. And we both thoroughly enjoyed our bagels. It definitely would pass the knock test if you've seen that where the bagel comes out of the oven and you see people like knock on it. Like I don't really have a prop to knock, but I don't think that's a knock. I just tried knocking, but 
Yeah. It's not going to sound like that. I should have brought a Bronx bagel buggy bagel for me to actually knock on. But the exterior should have that um, that nice coating that's really keeping all of the moisture tra- trapped in. And then it should open up to be a really fluffy, delicious, chewy bagel. And I think Bronx bagel buggy definitely succeeds in those categories of testing and texture. And also in flavor. I think they're delicious. I think the size is good. And um, we really enjoyed our meal there. And we also enjoyed the pastries. We tried the rugula and the babka roll. It's like babka, but kind of braided up. So I don't really know how else to say that, except that it's a braided up babka. And this one had chocolate in it. And it was so delicious. The texture was on point. The chocolate was really delicious. And there was a nice sugar... um, a generous part portion of sugar like in that too so um yeah if you've got a sweet tooth it's a great spot for you too i will say just a little disclaimer and warning that the line is long they are new they are still figuring out their pos system they are still figuring out their flow of how to get food to the people quickly or maybe they don't want to get the food to the people quickly I'm really not sure what they're thinking in terms of their speed and if it is good or not. But um, just make sure you're not going like, oh, let me just stop by on my way to work. I've got five minutes to spare. I'm going to run and grab a bagel run out. No, this is not the place for that. You you need to allocate some time. Grammy and I were there for an hour. So um, not an hour before we got our bagels, but from beginning to end, we were there at least an hour. So just disclaimer, but once you are there, the, the food is worth it. It's really good and it's super cute in there. So that's one place I've eaten recently. Another that I just featured on a recent Good Day Atlanta segment is Indulge Cupcakes. This spot has been one of my favorites for a very long time. It's off Moreland Avenue, Ormwin Park area. And up until a few days ago, I had only had their cupcakes because that's what they're known for. They're so good. They even have a drive through where you can literally just drive through and pick up cupcakes. Like, how cool is that? And um, it's a woman-owned business, and they used to be educators, and then they decided to go out on their own and open up this amazing bake shop. And I think they made the right decision because their food is or their bakery items are excellent. So I purchased a cake, a red velvet cake with their buttercream icing and done up with all the pretty icing frills about it and rainbow sprinkles. And I brought that to Good Day Atlanta for this like cake and nostalgic dessert segment that I was doing to show and demonstrate how to cut your cake with a wine glass and get that single serving cake. Um, I'm going to post it on Instagram in the next couple of days so you can find it there. But anyways, if you're looking for a great birthday cake, if you're looking for cupcakes, if you're looking for baked goods, check out Indulge. It is spelled E-N-D-U-L-G-E. And it is so freaking good. I love it. It might be my favorite red velvet cake in Atlanta. So check it out. It's just, I just can't stop talking about it. It's so good. All right. Um, I also made my way to Buford Highway a few days ago and my intention was to go to Northern China Eatery. This will be maybe my fifth attempt trying to go to Northern China Eatery and my fifth fail because I did not eat at Northern China Eatery. It is top of my list to try and what's on my radar for the next month. But 
The wait times are long, y'all. It is so long. I need to go at 3 or 4 o'clock. I need to come in with a game plan. None of this normal dinner time nonsense. I need to go when the people aren't, you know? I need to have a weird meal time for Northern China Eatery. And same with you. If you're going to Northern China Eatery, don't you dare come from 6 to 10 p.m. <laughs> you're never going to get a seat. I'm sorry. You're just not. Unless it's just the most random night ever um, and everybody is out doing something else. But... I really just wanted some of their dumplings and then it's fine because my consolation prize was going to Lanzhou Ramen and Lanzhou is also on the Michelin Guide. It's an incredible restaurant and it's about two football fields away from Northern China Eatery. So I went to Lanzhou Ramen. They're known for their hand-pulled noodles, which are just the, – talk about the texture, the chew, the knife – cut noodles were my absolute favorite. I don't know if that is like what everybody's favorite is, but they were to me because of that incredible chew on them. You could get them as a stir fry and it was just excellent. I would say that was my dish to order from there. Um, They have the hand-pulled noodles that you can get in different sizes in a soup and that is excellent too. I would go back and do a different soup. I got duck Last time, their roast duck, and it was really, really good, but it had a lot of, like, star anise in it, and that's not always my favorite prominent flavor. But Lanzao Ramen, yum. Let me tell you, in and out in less than an hour. (laughs) It was so good. I mean, it really – there is something to be said about the speed of service to know that they are cranking out the tables. They are turning over those tables at that speed while doing everything like the right way. They are they are hand pulling those noodles. They are roasting that duck. They are everything is happening from scratch. And they're still able to get people in the door and seated within 15 minutes and then immediately getting service. It's really, you know, props to Lanzao Ramen. They are really skilled in so many different categories. And that was just an excellent meal. So highly recommend. Um I also want to just talk about, okay, three other restaurants. Sorry, I'll just limit myself a little bit. Um, Pylands in Virginia Highland, they're awesome. I've talked about them on a segment before of like great pizza and stuff. They have excellent pizza. They have grandma-style pizza and they have their New York-style pizza. And you can even customize your own pizza. But this was my first time trying their wings. I've had their salads. I've had their pizzas. I've had the thick and the thin. I've had it all. But their wings, we ordered them for the Super Bowl. And these are low-key some of the best wings in Atlanta. I know that that's a huge and bold statement. But, like, they were excellent. These were really nice. Um, We had buffalo, lemon pepper, and garlic parmesan. All three flavors were stunning, excellent, flavorful. Actually air fried them up and ate them the next day, too. They were so good. And, you know, I've been a local stand for a long time. And those are, like, always going to be my top favorite wings. But, you know, matched with the interesting style of service that they present, um, it's not always so easy to get their wings. And also, you can't take anything to go. Or, like, maybe you can now, but I haven't tried in recent months. Um, So, Pylands is a great option for excellent wings, and I highly recommend them. Um, Also, went to Pollo Primo, also off Moreland Avenue, where Indulge Cupcakes is. And holy freaking lord oh my god pollo primo i have had this at the top of my trying list for so long and i am so embarrassed that it took me this long to get over there but i i'm still in shock and awe of how good pollo primo is 
everything is done so perfectly. It is a simple menu. It is like you get a chicken. You either get like a half chicken or a whole chicken. You get rice beans or corn or a churro or a margarita. Like there, there's that. That's all you got. And guacamole and um, and salsa. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll shut up now. But anyways, everything is done so well. These are the best beans I've ever had in my life, hands down. It's incredible. I I'm, can't wait to go back. Go to Pollo Primo. Tell me what you think. Um, and I know I'm talking a million miles an hour, but the last place that I'm going to just talk about where I ate recently, and I think you should check it out, is Andy's Frozen Custard. They have these locations all over the country, but each location is so individualized toward the location where it is so I went to the one in Toco Hills area and it's just so cute another drive-through restaurant and like I just I mean I'm glad I don't drive by it every single day because I would eat it every single day I think their custard is excellent but the main thing that I want to focus on right now is that they have a thin mint concrete aka this is like their version of a blizzard um they have actual Girl Scout Thin Mints, which is not an easy thing to come by, and it probably ain't cheap either, to be honest with you. And you're getting that mixed in with their homemade vanilla custard, and it is so good. It is just like the treat of the Girl Scout cookie season. So get it while they have it. I think it's only there for a limited time, like a month. So wherever your closest Andes is, I know there's a location in Alpharetta, and I think there's one in Marietta and – or maybe they're about to open one in Marietta. There's like five locations in Atlanta. And then if you don't live in Atlanta, there's multiple locations throughout the country. I think 130. So that's a lot. But I went behind the scenes and even made my own custard. And it's it's cool. I, I was like – very food nerd, loving that process. I loved it. So I, I think you should check it out too. There's a reason why it tastes so good. And you can't beat a thin mint, thin mint plus vanilla custard. It's so good. Sorry I'm tripping on my words. I'm just getting excited about all this stuff. Well, so that's all. Those are most of the places I've eaten in recent weeks. But I've been to a lot more. But, you know, <laughs> I'll calm down and save some for the next solo episode. But I still have a couple places on my radar that I'm going to be eating in the next few weeks. And one of them being Northern China Eatery. I'm going to go at like 3 p.m. As I said, I would like to not have a four-hour wait. That would be awesome. And um, yeah, it's just, it's about damn time. I also have this place called Howdy ATL on my list. And I passed by it today and I had also like saved it onto my posts um recently and it's a biscuit cafe over near the zoo in Grant Park and oh my god it's just so cute it's a biscuit bakery and coffee shop in Grant Park across from the zoo they even have like a little patio and outdoor seating and like those biscuits look fluffy as hell and so do their cinnamon rolls and I think they sell out pretty quickly on the weekend, so highly recommend going for a weekday. They're open every single day of the week from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday, Sunday. Um, but, like, this this is on my list. This is on my hit list. They've got a good website, and um, their menu looks amazing. I... I'm always going to be a fan of somebody who specializes in biscuits. As we know, my cat's name is Biscuit. I love biscuits. They're just the best. Um, but according to Great British Bake Off, a biscuit is a cookie. So, you know, it gets a little confusing. 
I love cookies too. I digress. Howdy ATL. They have their handmade biscuits. They have cheddar herb biscuits, vegan biscuits, cheddar drop biscuits, and you can add anything to your biscuits. So I'm going to try it. I'm so excited. Actually, I'm like so excited to try Howdy ATL. (laughs) Does this girl love food or is this girl just really hungry for dinner right now? I don't know. Okay. Um, Two more things. Y'all, thanks for bearing with me. If you've made it to this point, you're you're great. I I think we are friends. This is awesome. Um, there's a new place in Virginia Highland. It's called Ella E L A Virginia Highland. I'm typing it in as we speak because my mouse is being weird. Um, it just opened in the space where original El Taco used to be. And it's owned by the same group that owned Original El Taco. So um, fifth group that owns like La Tavola, South Main, South City Kitchen, and Echo and all that kind of stuff. Um, and now this is like a Mediterranean concept. You're not – all their other concepts are not Mediterranean. So this is the first of its kind. And I'm excited. I'm ready to try it. I love Mediterranean food. It's – you know, my family cooks Mediterranean food because we are from the Mediterranean, but also um, it's it just like, I don't know, I could eat it every single day, put some dill and labna on something, call it a day. So I'm really excited to see how that is and goes and trends. I love having healthy options in the community. And I think, I think it's going to be a great success. I love their other restaurant concepts and I think this is going to be a big one. So I'm ready to try it and kind of get my take on it. But set your sights on Ella, E-L-A. And if you make it there first, let me know. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, and the last thing, like I've, it's like, you know, I fangirl over a couple places. And one of them that I fangirl over <laughs> too much, but maybe not too much is Big Softy. Big Softy's location, the one and only, is in Summerhill, and it's owned by the same owner of Little Tart Bake Shop, which has multiple locations, and I freaking love Little Tart too, but Big Softy is really my addiction. And Big Softy announced recently that they are opening a second location in Ponce Highland area, and if I did not stop talking about this for a full day, I mean, what was I doing? Like, It's really, really, really exciting. They're going to be opening up next to Colette Bread. And we're hoping, fingers crossed, I'm reading their Instagram caption, that it will be open by the end of the summer. So this is thrilling. Going to Summerhill is kind of a trek for me. So Ponzi Highland is a lot more manageable for me to get my big softy on the reg. So I'm just excited and I'm really happy for them. And this is just, you know... It's deserving. They do such a great job, and I love the way that they present their delicious delicacies of dessert. And um, I really hope they do another merch drop soon because I wore my big softy hat too much last summer, and I need to get a different hat. But, um, yeah. Anyways, you needed to know that, and you also needed to know that they, like, launched a collab of vegan oat chocolate soft serve with Chocolatel and a yeah, another thing that's just like a manifestation of my dreams into reality. <laughs> because chocolate chocolate is so incredible. I think I've talked about it on here before, so I will be quiet about it. But if you haven't had chocolate, it's spelled X O C O L A T L. 
and um, their brick and mortar is like in Crog Street Market and I order their chocolate bars from Fresh Harvest every week. They're so good. And I just really love the vegan oat vanilla from Big Softy. So the fact that they have a vegan oat chocolate with this particular chocolate brand now, wow. Wow. Just exciting. So those are things you needed to know. And um, not that I haven't been a Big Softy, but obviously I will be there in the next month because <laughs> where else would I be? Except for here, talking to y'all and trying to do props of knocking on bagel noises and <laughs> entertaining myself in a lot of ways. But I'm, I hope this is entertaining to you too. And hopefully this will help you for where are you bookmarking to eat next? What is the real deal when you dine at this restaurant? The ins and outs of eating at some of these places. That's what I'm trying to convey to y'all because it's sometimes intimidating to go out to eat at new places. I feel that way sometimes. And sometimes I get in a rut where I eat at the same places over and over and I don't even realize it. But it's very good and it almost allows you to have that mindset of travel but not even have to travel when you go to a new place. It's good for you to not be so comfortable with every step of going into a new place and maybe parking in the wrong spot and having to walk a little further or not knowing where the host stand is. So you're kind of like looking lost for a minute. It's good for you. You can't be comfortable all the time. Let's, let's you know, get out there, try new things, and support local as much as we can. And as always, if you have any questions or try any of these places and want to let me know, please send me a DM at sky.estroff or email me sky.estroff at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And I wish you a few weeks ahead before my next solo episode of just great, delicious, nutritious eating and fun experiences and lots of great sunshine with this gorgeous spring weather that we're about to have. So I wish you all of that. And um, just know if you ever having a not so great day, just take yourself to Big Softy and I guarantee your day will be better. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Stay tuned for next Tuesday's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.